Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. We want to take a minute and give credit to one of our sponsors of the show, Her Two Beauty Bar. They specialize in all-natural skincare, all-natural ingredients, which includes sensual body butters, cleansing soap milk, exfoliating sugar scrubs, facial aloe skin products, and argan hair care. Go to MySkinCareNatural.com to shop for your natural skincare needs. Now, back to the show. Hey, Keisha. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy Saturday, everybody. Um, Hopefully you guys are out there staying safe. And a lot of you are still in quarantine. I think there's a couple of places that are slowly opening up either now or in another week or so. But um, you guys, please continue to be careful and stay safe. I know here in Illinois, we are under, they extended our quarantine to the end of May and we are mandatorily have to wear masks anytime we have, we go out as of May 1st. So that's what we got going on in Illinois. What about you? How are you guys doing in Ohio? Um, our quarantine is supposed to end on May 1st. Mm-hmm. And of course they're um, trying to enforce the wearing masks in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going, we're, we're opening things up in phases uh, I can't remember exactly like how each phase is going to go, but it's going to be like um, like the first phase is going to be like some of the not necessarily essential because, of course, they're not open right now. But some of the next level, I guess, essential type of things, kind of like the um, elective surgeries, um, like a, a couple of recreational type. I don't know if like massage therapy is recreational, but little places like that. And then, like, later on down the line, the shopping malls and stuff like that will open up. But we're not, um, they are not putting the kids back in school. Okay. Yeah, we're on lockdown for a whole nother month. And a lot of it has to do with the um, numbers that's going on in the city of Chicago. So, um, you know, our governor and our local mayor of the city of Chicago is keeping that, like, "Mm -mm, nope, not yet. Yeah, yeah, so. I don't blame them. <laughs> mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm. wish we had a, another month to, you know, make people quarantine. But yeah, well, you know what? I, I just before you know, without getting into a whole another discussion outside of soaps, I just would hope that they're making the right decision and it mm-hmm. doesn't turn into something bigger than what we've experienced in the last six weeks. Right. So, you know, I just guys do your own due diligence. Be careful out there wherever you're listening for from uh, U.S., Canada. Like I said, we now have Ireland and we also have Australia. Whatever is going on with you guys, just be safe. I mean, that's all we can pretty much say. So we're going to get started with this week's soaps. And um, it looks like uh, Thursday was our last new episode due to quarantine, the production 
shut down in early March. So, of course, now six, seven weeks later, because CBS tapes about seven weeks in advance, we are now at the end of, you know, any new episodes until they go back into production. So Mm -hmm. we still have four days to carry uh, to, to, you know, to have some some conversation about what happened this week. And we got some crazy stuff this week from both Genoa City and in L.A. So we got a lot to unpack in this episode. Um, And then uh, just to quickly mention, and we'll talk about it at the end of the show, we do have some fun upcoming stuff to keep you guys um, soap talking. Uh, You know, our call might, um, or our podcast or our show, might be a little bit um, shorter than what we would normally do with when we're talking about, you know, new episodes on both shows, but we got some good stuff coming. So just because we don't have any new episodes the next few upcoming weeks, we still would have some, some good stuff for you guys to stop by, take a seat, grab a glass of wine or whatever your favorite beverage and cuddle up and be able to listen to what we have to offer you. So stay tuned for that. Okay. All right, so I'm going to let you, because I know last uh, couple weeks ago I let you, you had notes and you kind of got in the driver's seat, so I'm going to let you do that again today for this uh, particular um, Young and the Restless week. So go ahead and start with your notes for Monday, April 20th. Um, so Monday was the start of the whole presentation of that the whole the competition between Kyle and Theo mm-hmm. and um, Theo and Jack had a little moment together before everything started and um, Theo made I, I can't remember what the exact comment was but he made a comment about how um, something about Kyle being the, the the son CEO and having the upper kind of the upper leg on him and Jack reassured him that it would be fairly judged. Um, I don't think Theo was all that confident in that. And as we as things play out um, over the next couple of days, I can understand why Theo may have felt the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have. Um, so I kind of do mine a little different than yours. I. I stick with the storyline instead of jumping back and forth between scenes. So then um, just to make it a little easier, I guess, to just stay to one storyline at a time. So then Kyle and um, Summer walk in to the presentation room and uh, Theo makes a comment about how he had Summer helping him. Um, with his presentation and Kyle says oh this was just a um, you know one of the resources I have here at the company you could have done the same thing with somebody else that worked here and we know what he's talking about I mean you've got two basically top executives working on a project together and Theo was by himself Mm -hmm. but Kyle's little reference that he made was because he already knew about the whole thing with Kendra with him using Kendra Um, and then of course Theo gets up does his presentation and Jack realizes that Theo has stolen one of his ideas. So here's the thing that bothers me about this. Um, as they, 
uh, you know, out Theo for what he's done. Jack tells Kyle because Theo's thinking, oh, okay, this was a lesson learned. I'm sorry. Everybody, um, everybody in the Abbott family has done things one way or another to get what they wanted that maybe not have been above board. Um, and of course, Jack was offended by that. He says, this is what you're taking from this lesson. And then, so Theo's thinking it'll be lesson learned. Everything will be all good. But Jack looks at Kyle and says, what do you think, Kyle? And allows Kyle to make the decision to fire Theo. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem with this. First of all, you've already put him in a competition with the co-CEO of the company. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. And secondly, knowing the the tension between the two of them, you give Kyle the decision to whether or not he's going to be fired. That was unfair, in my opinion. It was. Now, yes, Theo was wrong. He should have. He should not have used the information that um, he thought he discovered to help him with his presentation or his idea. But at the same time, it's like, come on, Jack, you're already he's. He's already at a disadvantage and now you're basically just kicking him while he's down, allowing um, Kyle to make the decision to fire him and then to do it the way they did it. I felt like they just basically humiliated him the way I think Jack should have handled it was he should have excused Summer and Kyle from the room and he should have had a one-on-one talk with Theo and made the decision himself on whether or not he was going to give Theo another chance. I, they ganged up on him, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, you know, that's, I had said this originally a week or two ago when Jack put that ridiculous idea together about trying to squash the feud between the two of those mm-hmm. folks. I mean, the two of those guys. So, I mean, you already started off on um, quicksand in the, fir- in the first place. Right. Because... You want them to stop fighting, okay? Mm-hmm. But you decide to make a competition, which is what we discussed in one of the previous podcast episodes. You create this competition claiming that you want an end to this feud between these two. Right. Now, moving forward to where we are at this particular point this week, like you said, first of all, they actually did an entrapment on him because my thing is, what if they didn't put anything on that server? Who knows whether Theo could would have eventually just come up with something on their own? Yeah, you know. Um, so number, let me finish. So okay. number, so I mean, with that being said, the entrapment was a bad thing. Then the next thing is, you know, with regards to. Um, how this all when it when it came to the light, what has happened? And granted, Theo shouldn't have. He shouldn't have did what he did and had Kendra spy and all of this. Mm-hmm. But the decision should have lied with Jack. Why would you mm-hmm. say, "Oh, Kyle, what do you want to do?" Knowing clearly they're at odds with each other, right? You you supposed to ask it? And I mean, granted, even if he got another board member or something, they probably wouldn't agree with it because it's just not the right thing to do that Theo did. But clearly, you don't ask Kyle that, right? You were supposed to be the decision maker in this thing, you know. And then mm-hmm. Summer is reeling about the fact that oh my God, we won! See, we got him. 
she was really, really, really high and mighty and self-righteous about this whole thing when, like I said, in the group a couple months ago, you were actually working with him to undermine the marriage of Lola and Kyle so you can get in where you fit in. Now that you've gotten there, now you want to look down your nose at Theo. Yeah, that whole thing was trash to me. Yeah, I agree. And I feel so bad for Theo. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. I mean, we're acknowledging that what Theo did was wrong, Mm -hmm. using Kendra the way he did, which I'm wondering, I don't know if I missed it, but did they mention anything about Kendra after this? Because I'm wondering if if she got fired, is she gonna or get? Yeah, I assume yeah. she's probably gonna get fired, but they didn't say anything about it, or I, maybe I just missed it. I don't remember seeing anything about Kendra this week. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. and of course, at this point, we won't know until production re, re you know restarts. But yeah, from from the ending up until Thursday, they I have no idea what happened to Kendra. She's going to mm-hmm. be just like they did with Ripley and just like they did with that other girl that was with Mariah. They have them on right quick and then they disappear into oblivion. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess she had like a specific um, they had Part. a specific reason for her to be there, so right. it's not like she was a main character or had a super huge storyline. Yeah, so. So um, then, of mm-hmm. of course, Kyle pitches his idea to Jack, and Jack um, likes it, and he says it. He says that he he didn't pick it because it was the default. It was because it was a really good idea. But I don't believe ugh, that. That whole I I, yeah. I, I, that, that was ridiculous. I I yeah, I don't like the way they set that whole thing up. I don't. It it's just it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever for you to pit the co-CEO of the company against a low-level... I don't even know if Theo was considered an executive. No, he wasn't. He was working on the division that Summer was running. Because Summer was over him, remember? So why, like, why, how did that make sense to you to put your CEO against just a normal employee? Yeah, I mean, it's just bad. It was a bad right. I mean, from jump, yeah, when they had the, the storyline on how Jack put this thing in, mo- in motion was just horrible. It didn't make sense. Like you said, with the pieces that you have in play, you don't have a CEO go up against somebody else that in the management, in a, you know, in a different... He wasn't even management. Yeah. He was on a team member for, I'm assuming, like, marketing or something. Mm-hmm. So... No, it, it, none of that made sense to me. It was ridiculous. It's this kind of writing that we see mm-hmm. that makes me annoyed with the writers on the show. Oh, like, absolutely. Who wrote this storyline and who approved it? <laughs> At least make it. I know this is a soaps. I get it. Mm-hmm. But you can make it make some kind of sense. This made no sense whatsoever. No. And was Mm-mm. the most, one of the most unrealistic things that I have ever seen, well I won't say have ever seen written but it's just a super unrealistic um, situation there's no there is no scenario in the world where you would ever see a CEO be pitted against um, a normal employee of a company mm-hmm. whose jobs are going to be on the line yeah it, it's, it's, it was it was just bad writing I mean yeah. I've seen a couple things and to me this week was the week of bad storylines mm-hmm. on both yeah. shows. So and we'll talk more on each individual 
But yeah, that one, that one right there was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was. So then we see um, Theo calls. Uh, he makes a call to Lola. Uh, it looks, sounds like he was just leaving her voicemail. He wasn't actually talking to her, mm-hmm. explaining that this is and this is what I like about it. He ex- <clears throat> he acknowledges that he screwed up, that he shouldn't have done what he what he did, that he was wrong. And basically telling her that he lost his job um, and that he misses her. He can't wait for her to come back because he needs her support. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Lola, because you know how Lola used to, she she was a very judgy character when she was with Kyle. Mm-hmm. So I hope um, when she comes back that she doesn't, uh, he's already going through it. So I hope she's not extra, you know, well, okay. judgy with him. The interesting thing about that, because there's a lot of rumors flying around that Sasha Calais is out. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were questioning when they sent her off to Miami and she's been gone, whether mm-hmm. or not that was her last episode. I don't know. And probably we won't know until the weeks progress up until, mm-hmm. re- you know, production restarts. I hope as they are now looking to put Theo and Lola together, that now Sasha is not playing the role as Lola Rosales. I would hate that so much because I yeah. wanted to see that materialize. Me too. I yeah, I agree. I hope that I hope that they're not getting rid of that character. And mm-hmm. this is gonna make it even harder because we have this whole pause in production. So now I hope it doesn't I hope it's not an uh, a situation where um well, we're not even we're not even in production right now. We're just gonna go ahead and let her character die off not die off literally, but it just you know, disappear. Just, in yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I really hope that they don't do that. Yeah, I mean and then the other thing, Natalie, because originally the, there was an entire family with you know mm-hmm. with Ray and Arturo and with Lola and with um Mia. Yeah. And I mean, Arturo was the first one of the Rosales family to really make a you know debut in him. He's long gone. Mm-hmm. You take Mia out the mix, and then now you're and then they started to bring the mom on and the dad on. And now, if you take Sasha off, that only leaves Ray, right. you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of hope that they don't, you know, basically remove almost that entire family. It would, know. you know, they need to lead that representation on I the agree. show. I know. totally agree. So, anywho, um, yeah, I, it, I, I like, like you just said, I like the fact that Theo did have some remorse. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and it was good to see that, you know, the only, because that's the only person he really has an ally with. Right. You know, I mean, Jack is, has a soft spot for Theo, but it's, it's clearly not felt after everything that had just happened at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He basically just wrote him off. Yeah. Like, I understand him being, you know, mad about what Theo did, but You've done all of this work to try to fold him into your family and to make him feel welcome, only to just basically, you're done at my company, you're fired. Um, and I mean, I don't know personally how Jack is going to be towards him. I, I, I'm not saying that Jack has just kicked him out of the family, but to just fire him on the spot the way he did and to handle it the way he did, I feel like he could have been a little more 
um, empathetic to Theo. Yeah, I, I just, I had always, and I know that, you know, if they could have made a way for him to work for Ashley, I would have preferred that instead mm-hmm. than to get into this mess with Jack. Because originally, he had agreed to work with Ashley on the My Beauty line, mm-hmm. but, you know, Jack was like, no, don't do that, please, you know, I want to keep you here, blah, blah, blah. And what did you do all that for in order to basically be like, okay, yeah, well, I'm going to listen to my son at the end. You're yeah. fired. The minute he mess, yeah, the minute he messes up, he fires him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and it, I, Jack should have nipped this in the bud weeks ago mm-hmm. with Kyle, between Kyle and Theo. He, mm-hmm. should, he should have never, in my opinion, he shouldn't never have allowed um, them to work on any projects together or have Theo reporting to Kyle in any way. Um, just because of the the conflict of not conflict of interest, but um, because they were at odds with each other. Like, mm-hmm. why would you put him in the situation, or why even hire him in the first place? Exactly. If, if you were only, you know, really concerned about folding him into the family, just fold him into the family by making him welcome as a family member. Don't put him in a job <clears throat> reporting to Kyle when you already know that him and Kyle have issues with each other. That was just a bomb waiting to happen, waiting to explode. Mm-hmm. So that didn't make any. That was another thing that doesn't make sense make to me with that whole sense. situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, so and then after he calls Lola, he goes and visits Dina, and is just kind of like venting to her about how he screwed up. And oh, I just have a soft spot for Theo. <laughs> especially when you see him talking to Dina because he's so I feel like he's so sweet with her like he doesn't I mean you know what and most of his family is dead I mean his dad his mom you know he don't really know any he don't have any living relatives outside of the fact that the Abbots are now through of course Dina his family Mm -hmm. and when you got Jack agreeing with with um with with Kyle Mm-hmm. You know, Summer's of course on Kyle's side. Lola's mm-hmm. not in town. The only other person he can talk to is Dina, and yeah. it's unfortunate that you know the position that Dina is in right now. It's like he can't really understand what's going on. You know, right? Sorry, if you, can you hear all this noise in the yeah. background? Yeah, I hear it. You <laughs> First responders doing at hard at work. I know. Um, So that was pretty much what happened with that story, that storyline on Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, The other, one of the other things that happened was Lily and Billy um, at the coffee house talking, I think they were at the coffee house talking about work and Mm -hmm. she, she can tell that Billy is in some kind of irritated mood. Um, and she's trying to poke at him um, to figure out what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes into the whole, uh, I think he mentions, he mentions something about Victoria. And he uh, tells her that he might have a story for their media division that can be published about, I, I can't remember if he told her who it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically the story about uh, Victor and Adam and the whole the whole situation with AJ the information mm-hmm. that he got from Victoria 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Amanda and Nate walk in. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that Billy is clearly um, bothered. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this further pushes the idea that I think we've we've always had that that whole um, that connection between Billy and Amanda has not gone away mm-hmm. because every time they're around each other, they give each other these little looks. Um, when Lily brought up offering Amanda that job um, to Billy. They both had, uh, they were both hesitant. Amanda was hesitant when it was offered and Billy seemed like a little unsure about whether or not it was a good idea. Um, But Amanda and Nate walk in, they sit at the table and then Lily and Nate um, walk away so she can uh, have Billy convince Amanda to take the position. And then eventually Billy does convince her to take the job. Mhm. Um, so, what? So okay. So you want to go first on what your thoughts on is this or? Um. Well, <clears throat> I've said in the past before that I think that they're going to that they were going to circle back around to Amanda and Billy. Um. And this right here with her working for their company, now they're always going to be in each other's um orbit because mm-hmm. she works for them now. I also think that they have done small little things to make us think that something is going to happen between Billy and Lily. And I think that's going to happen because the more Billy sees Amanda out with Nate um, or with her working at the company, Nate is probably going to show up to the office every once in a while and he's going to see them together. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to make him jealous and he's going to maybe not consciously, but Lily is going to be the one that he ends up turning to for um, intimacy, I think, is what's going to end up happening because they're working together so much now. And he's going to use her to, to take his mind off of Amanda. These are just my predictions. Of course, mm-hmm. I don't know for sure if that's going to happen. But um, we, we all can kind of predict the way storylines are going to go on the soaps every once in a while. Well, I mean, my... Th- <sighs> They're, we talked about this where they're probably going to create a quad between the four of them, mm-hmm. okay? Where, you know, you have, like you say, there's going to be some interest between Lily and Billy, and then there's going to be, of course, there's current interest between Nate and Amanda. But now with Amanda, um, you know, of course, interested, I mean, working, rather. She's not interested in working. She's working there now because she accepted the offer. Mm-hmm. Billy and her are going to spend a lot more time together which could possibly rekindle any you know additional or leftover flames that they've had yeah. I, you know I, I, I'm a Nate and Amanda fan I wasn't too keen on Billy so I might not be the right <laughs> <laughs> spokesperson I, I ain't feeling it but you know, I, I know that's where they're going to go with this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and poor Nate. I know. You know. Because you just went through it with Abby and her family. Yeah. You know, and now Amanda is half-heartedly in this thing because something probably is going to happen with her and Billy, you know, once they resume the storyline. So, 
Yeah, I, I, Nate has been getting the short end of the stick from. I know. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that. So, and then I just don't. Why would I don't understand why they want to put Lily with, or even have Lily have an interest in Billy? So you're gonna have both Lily and Amanda fighting for Billy's affection, and poor Nate is on the outside looking. Right. It's just, oh, I can't stand that. <laughs> right. I wonder if maybe they're doing that because it'll reignite the the same kind of um, uh, feud or hatred, not hatred, but dislike that Lily and Hillary had with each other. And this is their way of but see, that's putting... what I'm saying. Why do they? Oh, my God. It's so many underlying things with that that I won't go into. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I, I I don't like that. I don't, I don't, I don't like the direction that they're going with that, and that's all I'm going to say about that aspect. I agree but, with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I do think it would be refreshing to see Billy with somebody totally new, which I Amanda mean, would be totally new for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't I like don't the way they're the going chemistry. about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, or, you know, if you could have brought somebody fresh and new, kind of like what we were saying you know, with um, on bold, you know, bring yeah. Steffi somebody fresh and new. Bring somebody. They don't have to recycle through everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, ugh, okay, but that's the soap, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead, girly. So then the other, the other, which they didn't really um, spend too much time on it, but when mm-hmm. he mentions the idea of publishing this story. Um, do you think that Victoria is going to still use um, Billy to get this story out there? Well, she thought that, and I don't. That goes into a whole another storyline with her and Alyssa, which, oh my God, I, I am so, Alyssa handed her her faith. Mm-hmm. But um, just to answer your part of that question, I, I'm not sure because I think. Billy was so hard up on trying to get Adam at whatever cost that when Victoria, which is why he mentioned that to Lily, Mm -hmm. that Victoria was thinking that she had Alyssa in her back pocket and that she was going to get what she need from her and that she was going to agree to it because she thought that Alyssa was going to be angry enough to go. Yeah. But as we all know, before we even talk into that whole separate conversation, it didn't happen. So whether Victoria is going to say, you know what, screw it. I don't have proof. I'm just going to tell what I heard or what I know versus I'm not sure. I don't know. She would be stupid to do that. Yeah. I think, um, I think that, I think she's going to use Billy to try to get that information out. And I mm-hmm. think Billy is going to do that just to be on Victoria's good side. And he's not going to do it with Lily's blessing. I think mm-hmm. he'll do it behind because he knows that Lily, Lily will probably tell him this no. isn't a good idea to put out right. because one, you're doing it because you hate Victor. But two, if you don't have concrete proof or evidence of it, then it makes us look bad. It'll make us look like a tabloid. I imagine is what Lily would probably say. Mm-hmm. So if that does happen, um, that's going to cause issues in their work relationship. Because you know what? If you notice the conversation that Victoria had with Billy at Crimson Lights, mm-hmm. 
how fast she turned because she had an agenda in mind. She didn't care about Billy. She don't even no, want to talk not. to him. But the moment that she realized, wait a minute, this dude got access to a newspaper or communications team, mm-hmm. and I know he'll do anything I want just to get some some happiness from me. Right. Yeah, let me, because I clearly saw it in her eyes, and I'm like, Billy, dude, she using you. Yep. He hates my father. He hates Adam. I give him this information, and he probably won't be able to help himself but to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And then it don't matter if you screw over Lily or come right. back and blow up their company in the face. She just want her agenda done. Exactly. And then she still ain't going to be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's going to find something else to be mad about in about mm-hmm. in another couple of days and you'll be back on her bad side. So we'll all yep. for nothing. Yep. 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 Um. So that's that was Monday. I don't think there was the only other thing that happened Monday was um, Sharon mm-hmm. and Ray mm-hmm. came back from one of her appointments that is preparing mm-hmm. her for her surgery. Um, and and the kids were there and Nick and they were all you know asking her if there was anything, um, anything that they wanted, she wanted them to help with um, mm-hmm. to prepare her and she's kind of like you know, please stop fussing over me. Um, I don't want a pity party. Um, I'll this will it'll all be fine. Um, so then they they uh, throw like an impromptu little little party or whatever. They start playing games and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then Nick and um, Nick and Sharon kind of go to the side, and he mentioned something about what Adam did. Um, she only asked a couple of questions and then they had moved on from the topic. Right. So all of that worry that they had before about um, uh, this whole drama going on with Adam and Newman, that they were so concerned that Sharon wasn't going to take the news very well or was going to be stressed out about it. Mm-hmm. She was just basically like, no, I'll mind my business. Okay. Next topic. Yeah, they are so <laughs> hypersensitive, hypervigilant, yeah. whatever, hyper, hyper, hyper around Sharon. And Sharon is like, would y'all chill out? Right. I've got better things to worry about. Right. I which, mean, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, which after they had that conversation about Adam and Newman, um, she moved on to, you know, this doesn't go like we want it to go you need to make sure that you're looking out for Mariah and you're taking care of faith and um, that you're taking care of Noah. She, she had com- completely moved on from the topic of Adam with no problem. You know, and that's the whole thing about that aspect of it. It has been, uh, okay. Like I said before in the last couple episodes, so, and I'm not going to go long winded about this, about, oh, you know, I'm I'm disappointed on the cancer storyline because, you know, she's not sick or she don't look sick or, you know, whatever the face of cancer is. Mm-hmm. Um, the part that I don't like about this thing is the fact that they treat her like she's an invalid. And, yeah. you know, I mean, when she says, let me do this, or I want to go to the store, or I want to work today, they want to treat her as if she's going to break into a thousand pieces, mm-hmm. you know, if she do so. And I'm like, it's not, really? It, yeah. It's just too much to me. Yeah. That part is. 
Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and then the whole thing about trying to keep the newspaper from around her so she won't see what was going on with Adam. I'm like, really? Right. She's got a cell phone. (laughs) I mean, she got a cell phone. And the other thing, why should you make a decision for me on whether I should watch something or not? I mean, that woman is overgrown. And I mean, you can't hide stuff. I just think that part of the writing for that storyline, I didn't agree with. So, yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty much it for Monday. Mm-hmm. So on Tuesday, what happened? Um, so Tuesday, Chelsea goes. Chelsea goes and visits Adam at work. This is mm-hmm. something. So this is something petty and small, just because Chelsea is annoying me right now. Okay. <laughs> But when she walks in, so the scene, the scene opens up and she's like walking um, up to Adam's office door. Okay. And she's got this really like smug, arrogant, my man is the CEO of Newman kind of look and walk about her that just mm-hmm. that irritation. annoys me. Yes, it annoys me so much. And I don't know... I, I don't know why. I mean, I know why because she's annoying me right now. But mm-hmm. I just watched that scene. And I was like, "Oh, Chelsea, go away!" <laughs> <laughs> um, but she she goes and visits Adam, and they have the same conversation they've been having for the past week or so. How he deserves to be there. So there wasn't really much that happened um, in that instance. She mm-hmm. had to go um, get ready for Chloe's baby shower. Mm-hmm. Um, which was basically just her, Chloe, Kevin, and um, Michael, and Lauren. Oh, and uh, what's Chloe's mom's name? Esther. Esther was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Adam doesn't go because Chloe still hates Adam. Mm-hmm. Which, I wrote this question down. How okay. long do we, How long do we think Chloe and... Chelsea are going to remain friends, no drama um, since Chloe still clearly cannot stand Adam. The problem with Chloe is is that she want to always point out the faults of you know um, Chelsea being with Adam and how horrible a person Adam is and blah 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 and Mm -hmm. granted he ain't no saint. Okay, I'm not going to even go here and say Adam is the golden child. I mean, no, absolutely not. However, you worried about him. I mean, Kevin has a history, too. Yeah, yes. Kevin has a terrible history. He has a history, too. So while you judging <laughs> somebody else's significant other, y'all just been doing some shoo, Wait a minute. How, didn't Kevin just do some shady stuff for somebody else recently himself? He was actually doing stuff for shady for Adam. Now, granted, Adam had him under the crosshairs, but you did it anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, she needs to be quiet. Plus, she has a shady history herself. So, I mean, I, I think that's probably, you know, they're both cons. Chelsea's a con. And so is um, Chloe. You know what I mean? 
Are you still there? I can't hear you. And we're back. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. We had a little technical difficulty. I don't know what happened, but we are back online. <laughs> are you are you good over there, girl? Uh-huh. I'm good. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was saying was is that Chloe and and both both Chloe and um Chelsea are cons. I mean, so they kind of cancel each other out. So when you know Chloe gets started on Chelsea, Chelsea knows how to put her in her place by saying, "Well, wait a minute, look at the some of the stuff that you did." And then you'll hear Chloe say, "Well, yeah, that's true. Let me back yeah. off." So they they kind of cancel each other out when they get kind of too tight in the chest about who about each other's relationship Mm -hmm. and then they tend to back off of each other so as long as they stay in that state of mind yeah but you know it's probably like you you know your question you know it'll get to a point where it's probably going to flip on its head yeah because and i feel that way because chloe chloe always seems to have some kind of snarky um, remark about Adam, mm-hmm. like it's like she can't get through a scene without um, with uh, Chelsea without saying something crappy about him, and it clearly, of course, it bothers Chelsea. So it's, to me, it's like at some point she's your best friend. You need to let it go. If you don't, you don't like him. That's fine. You don't have to make your little snarky comments about him either, though, because mm-hmm. to me, you're just going to that's just going to ruin your relationship. She's going to get sick of it at some point. She's going to, she's not going to want to be around you or she can't talk to you about whatever problems she might have going on with him. If there are some problems or even share good news sometimes, because even when she told him about, uh, told her about Adam getting the CEO position, she had something, you know, a little smart comment to say about that. Well, what, how did he do that? What did he do to get that position? So, Mm -hmm. I don't know that she, she annoys me in that aspect. Yeah, at, I at mean, some point you got to get over it. Yeah, you do. I mean, both her and Billy. I mean, it looked like he kind of suppressed it right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, the thing is, is that you know, at what point do you move on from this? But you know, it, it, if they continue to write this anguish with these characters, they're going to be going on for years and years. The thing is, though, is that they only do that with Adam. Victor has done stuff over the years to his family, extended mm-hmm. family, friends, people, and you don't ever hear something to say, well, remember when Victor did this, or remember yeah. when Victor did that, it's just swept under the rug. And a lot of people say, oh, he's the main character of the show, he's the man, blah, 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 everybody loves Victor, and that's fine, but, you know, Adam... To me, Victor has done way, way more stuff. Even Nikki has mm-hmm. done way more stuff than than Adam has. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. we were discussing that in the group right quick. I'm going to throw this out there and then we can bounce back. Mm-hmm. But I was even, and some of the other members, you know, thanks for putting that out there in the group. Actually, Nikki Newman has three murders under her belt. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... Wait, who all does she kill? Well, she she was responsible for Kyle's mother's death. Oh, that's right. 
Mm-hmm. Then I think she killed somebody back in the day, and I forgot who they say it was. Oh, my God. I would have to go back to that post, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then, um, then of course, I mean, uh, it was it was a total of three. And you guys, if put it in the comments or, you know, if you want to put it out there. But I'll have to go back and research that. I, I'm probably going to bring that up on one of our upcoming podcasts or like a did you know segment. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah, from what I, she has three deaths that she's responsible for. And that one, I do remember that she was responsible for Diane's death. I don't even remember how that happened. She hit her in the back of the head. Huh. Yep. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, that happened probably 2012, 13, something like that. It's been a little bit. I remember um, Kyle's mom being a little off. Well, she was a very high-strung, emotional person. She was actually involved with Victor, I think, at the time and was trying to blackmail him or something. It it had something to do with the fact of her being connected with Victor. And Mm -hmm. Nikki was like, nah, you're going to have to, you know, move on out the way. And yeah. And that's the thing, you know, they they are so hypocritical, those two, about, well, Adam is a threat to our family, and he's going to destroy us all. Okay, but y'all didn't destroy some families yourself. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> slow your roll on that. Right. But, yeah, so, yeah, go, going back to, you know, your question with Chloe, yeah, I don't know how long that's going to last. And that baby shower took up most of the show that day. Yeah, which I could have done without. I mean, it was <laughs> cute. I mean, it was cute, no, you know, but it was the majority storyline that day. Yeah, it went back and forth between the baby shower. Um, that was the day that Victor went and saw Alyssa, right? Yep. Um, yep. And basically warned her not to publish that story because she didn't have the right info. Um, yep. Is that the same day Victoria showed up, too? Yeah. Yeah, she showed up later that day. She, Victoria showed up. I don't think she went to see Alyssa yet. She was, that was the day, so that was the same day Victoria was fussing with Nikki about um, how Victor wasn't doing enough to get rid of Adam and how he just rolled over. And then that was when Nikki told Victoria about the real story. Well, yeah, so I think that's okay. So Victor was out at Alyssa's when Victoria was talking to Nikki. By the time Victoria had left, right, mm-hmm. and go see Alyssa, because I remember her saying, I got this under control. Then Victor made his way back home and found out that she had told. So, yeah, that was because I think the rest of that stuff, um, yeah, Wednesday was all about Phyllis and Jack and Theo and Kyle and stuff like that. So, yeah, that whole thing. Um, I mean, what did you think about Victor? Because I was surprised that he told Alyssa everything. And I think Victoria was surprised, too. So here's what. Yeah, she was. She was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just don't understand if Adam is doing all this stuff to your family, um, 
And he's done all these things in the past to frame Adam for mm-hmm. for different crimes. Why I don't understand why are you protecting him for this particular crime and protecting him from it to the point where you're giving him the CEO seat. This mm-hmm. is what doesn't make sense to me about this storyline. Like why why? What is your what is your reasoning for wanting to keep this story under wraps so bad? But you in the past have tried to put him in jail for other things. Yeah. You know what I and mean? If, yeah, and see, here's my theory, and a couple other folks in the group had mentioned this too. I don't believe Victor. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Because when you have, okay, just say Victoria and Nikki was the ones that could easily hold Victor accountable. He knew he couldn't spin a story like that to them. Mm-hmm. But because he knows that, you know, Nikki is going to believe anything he tells her, he could have easily flipped the script and said, you know what? He think he got me. I uh, yeah, right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come because he I mean, honestly, Alyssa and, and Adam had enough evidence to bury him, mm-hmm. bury him, even if even so, if Adam really did do it. Right. Everything looks like it was Victor because he's paying people off. Exactly. You got money trails, you can bribe the corner, you know, it, it's just it's all over the place. Yeah. But I think because Victor thought he has so much clout that it's like people believe me before they believe you any day. I don't care what you have. Right. And so he and he played right into his cards with that with Nikki because she didn't even have to show. He like, you know, she should have said, "Okay, but he got this evidence. What do you mean?" Like most women would be like, "Look, dude, I see. You know how just somebody get confronted about what's on their phone or email or something? It's a paper trail." Mm-hmm. So she wasn't like, "Okay, yeah, I hear what you're trying to tell me, but I see otherwise. Show me some proof." that you moved all this stuff around. Right. And he knew Nikki wasn't going to do that. She was going to be like, okay, whatever you say, Victor. Right. And so it was easy to push that with his family. And then now he's going to try to convince um, Adam, you know, which, you know, that comes later down the road. But it's like, really? They they didn't question him. They didn't like, okay, well, how come Adam got this evidence and you trying to tell me otherwise? Why should I believe you? They don't do that with him. And yeah. he knew that. Yep. And the moment the moment that uh, Nikki told Victoria what the what the real story was, or at least what mm-hmm. Victor's story was. Right. What did she do? She went straight to Adam and basically and taunted him face. with the information. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's very smug about it too. And yep. uh, really, both her, her and Adam both have been very smug in this whole situation. But when they had that little back and forth, um, mm-hmm. it, she was—I don't know—she was just very arrogant and um, just. It, it, I had the same feeling about her in that moment that I did with the way Chelsea walked into the office when she went and saw Adam that day um, mm-hmm. at Newman. Just it was just. You just want to punch her in the face. It's so funny. <laughs> she just bothers me because she she has a very um, uh, entitled 
and I, I'm sure I've said this about her before. She's just got this very entitled and I don't care about anybody but myself um, type of attitude about things, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to Adam. And it's like right. she it, it, she likes to look down on Adam. Mm-hmm. And um, there was something that Adam said to her. Gosh, what was it that he said? I thought I had it written down. What you... But there was something specific that he said to her. And I'm like, man, he that was right on point. She deserved that. And I can't think of what he said in that moment when they were going back and forth with each other about it. But it was a, it was, it was a satisfying exchange, I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was when he said it to her and then he said you know what Victoria screw you or something like that and he walked away from her and I can't remember what it was he said to her but um, yeah I this just, just doesn't none of this makes sense right now mm-hmm. and, which is why but oh, go ahead oh sorry um, and then and then the fact that after so she saw Adam then she goes to see Alyssa and I think that's when they get into their conversation about um, because Alyssa was leaving. Mm-hmm. And that's when they get in that, into that conversation about um, Alyssa saying, do you not have any compassion for for Adam? Is that was that to or was that Tuesday? That was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Victoria is basically like, don't let him fool you. Um, he's basically calling him evil. Um, and Alyssa's like, you guys have more problems than my family has ever had. Yeah, and she walked out the door. I mean, that moment there, because Victoria is is now, you know, as much as you hate how your your father maneuvers with Adam, mm-hmm. and the fact that you have a jealousy or anguish against Adam, you're doing the exact same thing that the two of them put together would do. Yeah. I mean, because just as much as Adam a couple of weeks ago manipulated Alyssa, you're doing the same thing to get what you want from her. Yep. Just skip past the fact that this girl just learned that her childhood best friend well, she was told, we don't know how true that is, but that she was told that her childhood best friend killed her father. Right. And you weren't about, oh, I'm going to get your story published across the world. Really? Right. And it, so, no. Mm-hmm. And it was like she was talking a foreign language story when she was telling her, like, I just found this information out and you want me to use this against somebody that I grew up with. And Victoria is mm-hmm. basically standing there like, yes, and? <laughs> yeah, and she was like, that ain't the same person you stuck in your mind with this 11-year-old kid. That ain't the same person that you used to know. Yeah. Granted, it might, I mean, granted, did he get older and, you know, Adam do what he do? Of course. But to her, that's still his friend. Right. You don't have the right to control that and try to talk her into something else. Right. She has to do that on her own. But the the part that just you just blew past the fact that she just found out that this boy killed her father from what Victor said. So when she was like, you know, don't leave. We can I will give you whatever story. She was like, no, your family, you think my family, I thought my family was bad. Y'all screwed up for real. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I absolutely loved that scene. I did. That too. was the highlight of that day. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that was the highlight of the day. But I will fault Vic, Nikki for that because Victor told mm-hmm. you not to say anything and you did it anyway. Yep. And then, um, so then when Adam goes to the house and is basically like, what does Victoria know? Because Victoria didn't come out and straight out say what um, what she found out. But, of mm-hmm. course, Adam, you know, has a, has the idea that someone must have told her something. Mm-hmm. Nikki has this shocked look on her face as if she didn't expect Victoria to just go straight to Adam and basically use that information to try to get what she wants. And it's like, come on, Nikki. Did you really not think that Victoria was going to do that? She's a loose kid, and the girl was extremely upset. What did you expect that girl to do? Right. You think she was just going to go home and watch TV? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which you know, is understandable why I think this was, wasn't until Thursday. Mm-hmm. Why Victor was so mad at Nikki for um, doing what she did, because he told her that he didn't want to tell them. And mm-hmm. what did she do? Not only does she tell him, but she doesn't even give Victor the heads up that she tells him. Nope. So, but I think nope. that happens on Thursday when Victor kind of gets on her about yeah. that. Yeah. But, I mean, the only thing that was on Tuesday was that baby shower, which was yeah 55% of the show, and then the other back and forth between Adam and Victoria and Alyssa. Yep. So. So then, on to Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um. There's still more of Adam, Nikki, and Victor talking about this whole situation. Um, and the thing that I love the most in that scene was Adam saying to Nikki, um, she lives in willful ignorance when Ooh, it comes that to was beautiful. Yes, when it comes to Victor. Anything that Victor tells her, she just accepts it and she doesn't mm-hmm. question it, which is which all the time. And a lot of people in the group say that all the time. Vicky, Victor, Victor, um, Nikki, just, she just accepts everything that Victor does. She might maybe fuss at him for two seconds, but then it's just like, oh, oh well, we'll get over it. She doesn't do that with everybody else, though. Everybody mm-hmm. else, she likes to continue to rub their mistakes in their faces. Um, she likes to try to take the moral high ground. And it's like, you are married to one of the most um, immoral and criminal people mm-hmm. in that town. Exactly. <laughs> so when Adam said that to her, I was like, yes. That mm-hmm. is exactly what people have needed to say to her for years, which I guess Jack has said that before as well. But girl, did you hear what Victor said too? Because that's how the whole conversation came up in the groups about the bodies that is on Nikki. And, you know, Victor told Nikki that same day, wait a minute, you ain't that far from moving from things that oh, you've yes. done either. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because that's when he said something about. Correct. Uh, that um, was one of the what, three. Exactly. Killing a childhood friend or something like that. Ex- mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Vic- so this is this is why Victor confuses me so much is that he's. So he sticks up for Adam when it comes mm-hmm. to Nikki. He will stick up for Adam. But then you try to do things. Because it's a game. You and that part with what I said, what Victoria said, that's the only thing that's true that she said. Because between Adam and Victor, it's a game. 
who's going to outdo the other and who's better mm-hmm. at outdoing it. You know what I mean? So as much as he loved his boy, because obviously you can tell he have a soft spot for Adam, but at the same time, there's a narcissistic part of Victor that's like, uh, no, I run this. And of course, there's that part of Adam. You still there? And we're back again. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know what. Because I hear your phone sometimes is kind of like um, spacing out. So I don't know if it's on your end. But yeah, it's a game between Adam and Victor. And they're they trying to one up each other. That's what this comes down to. They got some, they have a weird, unusual father son relationship. And it intrigues Victor because Victor sees himself in Adam, which he don't see in Victoria, and that he don't see in Nicholas. And so they play this game with each other. So that's, you know, that's how I see it. Yeah. Do you think that instead of doing things like pitting his kids against each other or constantly undermining Adam or doing things to to put Adam in a position um, or maybe not put him in a position but basically framing your own son for different crimes you think that he would want to unite them and try to get them to get along with Adam I mean it's too late now because he spent basically decades um, doing things to you know show Adam that he'll never live up to whatever Victor's standards are because he's not one of his original children. Um, but, but you know what? Just, Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say it just blows my mind that that they have continued to write this character this way. Well, it's, it's, if you look at the, the Victor character, he's a textbook narcissist. I mean, and I say this, and you probably heard me call him a malignant narcissist before. Mm-hmm. But it's textbook. And usually with those types of individuals, they tend to pit people around them against each other for fun, for sport, for attention. Because think about it. The people that's being pitted against is his children. And he's feeding off the fact that Hello. Here. Okay. So maybe we can finally get that answer after all of the <laughs> after all of the technical difficulties. Hopefully you guys can hear us. My apologies to everyone. I don't know what's going on today, you know, but um all right, go ahead. What's your idea on Victor? Oh, as far as what? I can't remember where we left off at. I'm we sorry. Were, um the question was about how he, you know, tend to play his kids against each other and why he does what he does with Adam and his back and oh, forth yeah. and yeah. Um I I agree with some of what you said. He is he's a narcissist and mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with Adam doesn't bow down at his feet. Yep. Um like Victoria does for the most part 
like Nick used to, which mm. he's still in he's still in some ways um does yeah well, yeah he Nick has his phases where he is done with his father's games um him and his dad are at odds because Nick doesn't doesn't always do what Victor wants him to do mm-hmm. um and Nick out of all of his children, you know other than Adam but of him. Um, Victoria and Abby, Nick is the one who will call Victor out mm-hmm. and tell Victor when he's wrong and will try to hold Victor accountable for some of the stuff that he does um, more than any of the other two will. But Adam just he doesn't bow down to Victor and Mm-mm. he he um he'll he'll fight him. He will stand up for himself. He will attempt to put Victor in his place. Mm-hmm. Um, he challenges Victor, and Victor doesn't like that. So I think why Victor treats him, um, the relationship with his kids, and treats Adam the way he does. Yep, is because they, yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't put up with Victor's crap like the other kids do. That's true. I mean, and and I think that's a challenge for Victor, and Victor loves a challenge. The moment that he could actually get Adam to, um. <clears throat> you know, bow down to him. And I think the word Adam used was genuflect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> yeah, he actually said that in one of the episodes. He was like, you don't actually think that I'm going to be one of those people who would genuflect to your authority. And mm-hmm. I had to look that word up and it means to be <laughs> bowed down and be subservient. I actually learned something new. I thought that was pretty interesting how he used that. But yeah, the moment that he does decide to do that with Victor, Victor will get bored with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, what else happened on Wednesday? I think that, oh, the whole thing about Kyle's regrets on Fire and Theo. Yeah, I don't even think that's really worth digging all that much into. It's I'm so, I'm so annoyed with him. Well, like, don't do, don't do everything that you did. You set him up. <clears throat> he fell for your bait, you fired him, and now you're going to sit here and try to act like you feel horrible for what you did. Like, just own up to own up to what you did. You you got what you wanted. Just admit that and stop pretending like you feel bad. You know what I think, though? And, and this might be a little bit of a different perspective on that whole thing. I honestly think that Kyle thought it was going to feel good mm-hmm. to win with his father. But I think he realized it was a hollow victory. Mm-hmm. So, you know how some people is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win at all costs. Yeah, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And when that moment when it happens, it's not as fun as and exciting as they thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because the way Theo left was like, you know what? Yeah, I got caught. You know, it wasn't like this whole fighting, like, I'm not going to concede. And Theo was still yeah. going back. Theo conceded. Yeah, he did. And with that concession, he didn't put up a fight. He was like, yeah, I clean out my office, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I have a great life. And Kyle is looking like, dang, you know, this one is as big as a victory as I thought this was going to be. Yeah, because you just, you stepped on the the little guy. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like you took down some big tycoon or, you know, some huge uh, businessman. You took down a Joe Small employee that just happens to be related to you and used to be your best friend. Right. 
exactly. like how you should feel like crap, regardless of the fact that um, Theo did what he did. What you guys did was was I think overboard. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was. I don't know. It was. It, 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 it was pathetic. It was pathetic, and Summer made it worse. She looked pathetic in that whole situation. Yeah, you I know, didn't like that. you should be happy. You won. You know, come on. I know you trying to pretend that you're not happy and blah blah blah, and you finally got him, and you and it's like, girl. Again, you were trying, you were sleeping with the same dude who you and him was working against to undermine Lola and Kyle. Stop. Right. Right. And had they still been together, she probably would have been trying to help the Yoshi. Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So, I, you know, that whole thing, it, it, it was just, it was pathetic. Yeah. You know, I mean, Summer and her mom, I mean, I, I hate what they're doing. I used to, of course, I was a fan of Gina when she played the role of Phyllis, but even mm-hmm. bringing Michelle back, how they've written her lately is trash to me. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I know you're, you don't like that they put her and Nick back together and now she's trying to, um, protect or defend the new Oh, things. God, yes. Yeah, that is that is annoying. But I, I won't say that I don't like, <clears throat> I don't completely dislike um, her character. I just don't I just, like, because like I, I, I said, I like when, I like when Phyllis is on her own. When she, I mean, even when she was with Jack, Jack let her have her identity. She mm-hmm. came to me, I don't think, if she truly wants to be with a Newman like Nick, you, she's not gonna. She can't be a hundred percent herself. She just can't. Yeah. And not saying that being herself, because I mean, Phyllis done some things, but Phyllis is stronger when she has her own identity. And her fighting for, you know, I'm doing this for Nick and poor, uh, poor Victoria. She should have that job. And I'm like, what? They yeah. can't stand you. If Nick wasn't dealing with you right now, you would still be on the outside by yourself looking in. Yeah. Well, so speaking of her, mm-hmm. um, she tells Jack that <clears throat> her and Nick are back together. Mm-hmm. This was after they, you know, had a little, a little conversation about the whole competition, and she said what she said about Theo and. Um, Jack says that he's he knows that he's a good person on the inside. He just you know has some he just has some things that he needs to work out, mm-hmm. and that but that he's talented. Um, and then she tells she tells Jack that her and Nick have gotten back together. And what do you think of Jack's reaction? To, I th- it, to me, he seemed disappointed. Yeah, I agree. Now, why do you feel he might have been disappointed? I think he was disappointed, not because he wants another chance with Phyllis, but because he doesn't think that, I don't think he thinks that they are necessarily good for each other because they keep hurting each other. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, so along the lines of what you said of how when Phyllis um, is on her own, or even when she was with Jack, she has her own identity. Mm -hmm. When she's with Nick, she is working so hard to not disappoint him right because nick is so judgy Mm -hmm. um i think i think maybe 
that is why he so why he was maybe disappointed about them getting back together and then the look after so after he after they had that little conversation she's kind of like staring off into space like man I wonder if he's right about this right mm-hmm. it's like she was second guessing getting back her decision mm-hmm. yeah and then because and Jack says to her you know he he supports her because it's what makes her happy um and he says something like don't don't mess this up or something like that mm-hmm. and then she overhears the the conversation that he he's having on the phone about a construction site and them finding bones which gives her the idea because of course she's going through a drama with Abby which gives her the idea huh if they have to move this construction site um, because they found bones there mm-hmm. maybe I need to go find some bones to put on Abby's construction site to shut her operation down which is a stupid idea very stupid because we all know what it's probably not going to work and then what is it going to do? It's going to piss off Nick. And maybe that's going to be the thing that ends up ending their relationship this time around. Because she keeps playing these little games with. I, or I don't know. And maybe it won't. Maybe Nick will say, I'm staying out of it. You do what you do. I'm not going to say anything to you about um, about what you're doing. But I have a feeling that's not going to happen. You know what my, my, I, my take on Jack, too, is that since... I mean, honestly, the last time she was the last biggest relationship that he was in with because Billy came in between those two. She was single for a while and now back to dealing with Nicholas. And probably a part of Jack's mind was like, why don't you just make your way back to me? We broke up over all this nonsense. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing is, before you know Phyllis got into this relationship with Nicholas Mm -hmm. the last biggest relationship was with Jack I mean granted she played around with Billy for a while that thing was so toxic and you know it was an affair but the actual relationship where they were I think the one they about to get married that was his wife she was married to him at the time with the whole Anacelli thing happened so you know, they were married, and so it's like, okay, you know what? You slept with my brother. You decide to go back to Nick after everything that they've done to you, and you didn't even consider possibly the idea of maybe trying, maybe we could, re, you know, restart something. I mean, that could, hey, it, we don't really know what that disappointment look was about, mm-hmm. but... I mean, that's a thought, too. I mean, that's what came to my head. Like, really, you going that direction? <laughs> I guess I didn't think that because there hasn't really been any uh, very much interaction between Jack and Phyllis um, in these past several months. Not any not any to the point where it seemed um, flirty, like maybe they were playing with the idea of getting back together like there was with her and Nick. So I, I, I guess I just didn't it didn't cross my mind that Jack would be interested in well there was a moment back there was some actual scenes and I I call them chem testing where they did back in November and December and then when they moved uh, Chelsea back to Adam then you know that left Nick vulnerable and open for for, um, for Phyllis but 
there was some moments that they were having intimate conversations and, you know, looking into each eyes, and then they kind of pulled away from it. So I'm wondering if they're playing off of that with the disappointment that Jack had on Thursday's episode with the fact that, like, dang, really? Wow. Because, I mean, they kind of moved him towards Jill, but I don't know how long she going to, you know, because, you know, Jess Walton pops in and out. Right. So, I really don't know what these writers are going to do with that. That whole scene was kind of weird, but what did get me is when Phyllis said when she was trashing Theo, when she was talking to Jack, talking about how, oh, he's slimy and He's this, and Theo, I mean, Jack was like, yeah, but he's he still some good in him, mm-hmm. you know, and then she's like, well, I'm not trying to be hypocritical. I'm like, that's exactly what you're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that um, that was kind of annoying to watch. I, I think she has always had a little, um, she didn't really like Theo very much, like even when him and Summer were dating. Mm-hmm. She didn't like the fact that Summer was dating him. She always felt like he was, I don't know, I guess sneaky, which he was. But yeah, Phyllis, you don't have any room to talk because you're exactly the same type of person that he is. But maybe worse. But you know what, Keisha? That's the thing. Just like what we were saying about how Adam and Victor go against each other because they're so much alike. When you got people that see other people that's slimy like that, as she described it, they tend not to like those people because they feel threatened by them. Because it's like, okay, I want to be the one who look for people who I can run over and push over and manipulate. Mm-hmm. He's not that type of dude. And Summer ain't a saint herself. So, I mean, because she tried to undermine her own relationship with Billy. Yeah. So, I mean, you worried about what? Theo could do y'all all in the same boat and I just really think that's what it is when you see somebody as sneaky as yourself you don't now trust them because you know the game yourself does that make sense yep that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um so we're still on Wednesday right I thought girl I thought we moved to Thursday <laughs> we can't move to Thursday that was really all that happened uh, on Wednesday okay so now we're on Thursday okay go ahead so on Thursday, <clears throat> this is when Victor and Nikki have their back and forth about um, about how he told her not to say anything when she went and blabbed to Victoria, mm-hmm. and now he's got to deal with this mess. Um, but do you do you think that Victor was maybe a little too harsh to Nikki in this situation? Like he he totally blamed that this whole um, uh, line of events on her of what he had to do because she went and told Victoria what the real story was which I in my opinion I thought he was maybe a little too harsh to her she shouldn't have said anything but I mean this situation isn't her fault Um, let me think so I have adult kids if at you know if I had a significant other that says, you know, I'm tr- I want to discuss something in privately with you mm-hmm. about events that could be very, you know, that needed to be kept discreet and everything. Would I run and tell my adult kids about that? I don't know if I would, unless it's something that directly affects them. And I mean, I guess if 
because I and and that's the thing. I mean, I me myself, I wouldn't have believed Victor so quickly mm-hmm. before I go run and tell something that who knows might not even be true. So right. I mean, but the the progression of the way that this thing with with Nikki, hmm. You know that your daughter, and, and who knows? I honestly think Nikki did that on purpose because she can't stand Adam, and low key she jealous of Hope, even though Hope been long gone. Okay, yeah. So I wouldn't put it past Nikki to put this out to Victoria because she knew what Victoria would do. Mm-hmm. She knew what was going to happen. So what do I think that? And that's why Victor said, "You know she can't stand Adam. Why would yeah. you even tell him that?" I mean, tell her that. You know that she can't stand that dude. You know, so, I mean, to keep the tension down, and obviously there's an angle that uh, Victor is trying to work with this thing, which is why I think he only told her. Mm -hmm. Now, I just think that um, if Nikki did this for the purposes to go and throw this in her face, she was wrong for that. She was wrong. Yeah. Because why would you, if this man said, this is something that I can blow up our family, we need to let this ride and let let me figure this out. And then you go and blab it to your daughter, who's clearly reactionary right now. Because mm-hmm. more likely, she's going to run tail Nick, too. <laughs> right. We don't know. We can't. We ain't going to see because we don't have the production on that yet. But I can guarantee you she's probably going after she dealt with Adam and she's now sitting in that seat. And, and, and Nick is going to be like, well, wait a minute. How you get your job back? Well, right. let me tell as as we would say, let me tell you what your daddy did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, that is accurate. Let and, me tell you what your daddy did. <laughs> <laughs> you know how uh, kids are where they be talking about their parents. You know what your mama said to me. You know what yeah. your daddy went and did. Yeah. <laughs> so she, and that's the thing. This thing is, and from what I heard, is that what Victoria is supposedly doing, obviously the scripts are pre-written. So even though they're not produced yet, mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. scenes, but the scripts are written. This whole thing, <laughs> Victoria, oh, you okay? Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Victoria is about to blow this whole they're going to blow up that whole Newman family because of this Yeah. so Um, when they get back in the production that's when we're going to see her demise of all of this yeah I I agree so Mm -hmm. I don't think that Nikki I don't think Nikki did what she did to be messy Um, I think she thought if she told Victoria why her dad wasn't fighting back against Adam that Victoria would not be as upset with Victor as she is because Victoria's whole thing is why are you letting this go and you're not even telling us you know why you're just letting him walk all over us and take this job um, and you haven't even given us a reason why it's happening and I think my my thought is Nikki Nikki thought that if she told Victoria what was really going on that Victoria would back down because Nikki isn't the smartest all the time when it comes to her kids. She's so naive when it comes to her family um, that she thought that if she told Victoria, now you have, even if she said you have to keep this to yourself, um, we can't we can't do anything with this information. We know that Victoria isn't going to listen to that, but 
Nikki is so naive when it comes to her children and when it comes to Victor that she thought maybe if she did this that Victoria would no longer be as upset with Victor as she was. So I don't I don't think she was malicious in what she was doing. She just wasn't smart about what she did. Okay, just, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes she sense. But again, I just think this was a stupid storyline because you put him in the seat and then two days later you tell him you know you got to quit. Right. You know you got why'd you even and if this is the case and you knew that that was the situation why you put him in there in the first place? All he had could have said is like dude I know what you think you know but here's the truth and you're not going to yeah. blackmail me with something that you don't know about. It, 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 like I said this week was the week of horrible storyline writing. I mean it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I it, agree. You just had three <laughs> people in that seat any other company, and I granted this a soap world, but any other company where you've had a rotation of three CEOs in a matter of two weeks, most of your investors are going to see that as a bad sign because right. Nick was there, okay, after Victoria got stabbed. Then Adam was there, and now Victoria is back there. And it's like, what y'all doing? Yep. The shareholders should be like, you know what? Y'all got some crazy, <laughs> crazy right. stuff going on. I'm out. Right. But yeah, that whole storyline don't make sense to me. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah. what else did we have on on Thursday? Um. So then, uh, Theo walks into um, Lola's restaurant. What's the name of her restaurant again? The Society. Society. Yeah. And Mariah is there ordering food um, for their little impromptu party for um, Sharon. Mm-hmm. And Mariah has a very um, a very crappy response when Theo tells her that he was fired. She says, "I have more important things to worry about than your issues." Mm-hmm. Which is true. She's worried about her mom, but totally unnecessary for her to respond to him like that. She could have just said if she didn't want to talk about um, his issues or didn't want to talk to him at all. She could have just said, "Sorry to hear that, Theo. I'm sorry. I've got somewhere I gotta be," mm-hmm. and just left it at that. But she, Mariah, cannot help herself but to be rude and unnecessary when it comes to people that she doesn't necessarily care for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, this is probably one of my most favorite moments of Mariah because it's probably one of the only times where she hasn't been yep excuse my language where she hasn't been bitchy mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. um she apologizes to, she apologizes to Theo and before I get to that part the look on Theo's face when she said that to him and he's like I'm sorry I'll I'll leave you alone I'm like oh my god will somebody please give Theo a hug <laughs> because I feel so bad for him like he he genuinely just wants somebody to care for him because he looked like his little feelings were so hurt when she said that mm-hmm. um, so I was happy that Mariah realized that she was you know unnecessarily rude to him she apologized to him and they actually had a nice little conversation about um, their backgrounds and their families um, Mariah admitting and acknowledging that she wasn't that great of a person when she first came to town yeah that was shocker right there me too um, her uh, admitting like to him the stuff that she did to Sharon and um, 
I just, I, I thought that was a really nice moment. And I'm glad that they didn't leave that um, at Mariah just being totally rude to him. Yeah. And they allowed that, that whole conversation to have. Uh, to be had I thought that was I thought that was nice that was one of my favorite moments this week yeah I mean honestly they did a good job with that piece where Mariah it it, it looked uncharacteristic of her mm-hmm. because she is snarky mm-hmm. but for her to kind of back down and say you know what I'm sorry in so many words you know yeah. and they connected over their moms you know mm-hmm. and you know how he lost his parents and things like that, and they ended on a good note, I thought that was great, too. Me, too. Because I was... I think they went to commercial, to a commercial break, um, or to, like, another scene right after Mariah was rude to him. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there so mad. I'm like, why did they continue to let her character be this rude to people? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so annoying. <laughs> and it's it's bitterly self-righteous, because she couldn't, like you say, outside of Tessa, because it looked like to her Tessa's golden child, when she clearly has history. But yeah. anybody outside of that that she don't like, she turns her nose up at them and yes. say snarky remarks and it was good to see her mellow out a bit. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So then after that happens, you hear, or you see him overhear a conversation um, with between Lily and Billy about um, gaming influencers. Mm-hmm. Which we all know that Steele's area mm-hmm. uh, dealing with social media influencers and stuff like that. So this tells me that Theo's probably, hopefully, is going to end up with a job at Chancellor. I He'll hope be able so. To convince them. Ooh, I hope so. Me too. I will. I would like to see him get back on his feet because I'm so tired of seeing them kick all of the. Um, I don't want to say poor, but I mean on that show compared to those uh, the, the Abbott family and the Newmans. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is pretty much poor and divine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so tired of seeing all of the 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 less well-off people on the show being kicked while they're down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Theo is one of them. He just, he can't win to save his life. Nope. So I'm hoping that um, that he somehow gets a job at Chancellor and he ends up thriving there. And I hope they don't put him in that position. And then have him go back to all of those little, um, the little sneaky games that he was trying to play at Jabot. Well, listen, let me ask you this. Do you think that Kyle and Summer are going to try to interfere with that by talking to Billy? I definitely think that's going to happen. I think, I think they're going to use their relationship with uh, Billy to try to get him not to, I think Summer will. I don't think Kyle will. I think maybe Summer would do that. Ooh, that would be crazy. But I think because Kyle, I mean, we see how Kyle feels bad about what's happening right now. So mm-hmm. I don't think that he would try to interfere with him getting um, a new position somewhere else. But I could definitely see Summer, like, saying something to Billy, something, you know, negative about him to Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, to try to, like, sell his image with him. Yep. I see but, the same thing. I mean, but we see, you know, how people have treated Billy, so maybe Billy will have some some sympathy for Theo. I hope so. You know, yeah. I hope that 
you know, because either he start his own like marketing firm or he go work for somebody else. So, mm-hmm. but remember, Jill got issues with with Theo too, because Jill is like, yeah, he's a sly slick one. She's been talking about Theo for a while, so I'm wondering if she gonna be okay with this. We won't know until later down the road, but yeah. I'm curious to find out what Jill is gonna have to say about Theo coming to work for Chancellor. What Kyle and Summer is gonna do to interfere with him getting a job. Like you say, Kyle might not. Summer might. Yeah. I think Summer just wants him to go back to New York. Yeah, she want him gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Kyle did too for a while anyway. But, like I say, scripts are already written. One thing I will put out there is that she is going to back off Kyle until he gets that divorce final. Summer will? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, I did see that. So, uh, it's floating around. You probably, or you guys probably see, I want to throw that little nugget. But, of course, we won't see that probably for another month and a half or so, depending on when they open up production or whatever. So, um, and then I think that was it for Thursday. You know, Oh, yeah, the whole scene where Victor was disappointed and bended over his bar. And Nikki consoles him, you know, he's unhappy oh, that the yeah. family is about to implode. So Yeah. Oh, you know what? This was the day that Adam and Victoria had their back and forth. Cause here so here are my notes. This is what I was trying to think of earlier. Mm-hmm. Um he said uh Victoria says to him that she'll never be worthy of Victor's respect. That's what she said to to Adam. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, I was thinking it was the other way around that Adam said something to her that she deserved but she said that to Adam and you could tell that Adam, that bothered Adam and that's when he told her to go to hell and he walked out of the, the coffee house mm-hmm. because you know because Chelsea has been saying it for the last however many weeks um, that Adam wants his dad's respect of course so of, of course Victoria telling him you'll never earn his get his respect um, that yeah but then but then back at the ranch you know when victoria you know she got her seat back and he was like yeah you you know you can be the new ceo at newman but you have lost my respect yep Yep. and she was like huh i can live with that that. (laughs) yeah wow well see my thing is at what point do she now hear Billy in her ear like, wait a minute, he's been telling me all the time about my father, and now I don't give a rat's behind about what my father thinks of me or respect of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Billy's been saying that for the longest. She, uh, Victoria is, she has her blinders on when she wants to. Mm-hmm. Because there's been times where she has agree with Billy when Billy has told her um, you you can never please your dad because he's never satisfied with anything you do. Correct. And then as soon as she gets back on Victor's good side, she's all about Victor again. Yep. So mm-hmm. that re- they have a toxic relationship, period. Yes, they do. <laughs> and yes, they, they always do. will. Yes, they do. So is that everything for this week? Did you have any other? 
Nope, that yeah, that was pretty much it for this week. Okay. I didn't have any extra little notes. Okay. Well, we might as well switch over to bowl while everything is moving pretty well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So, Monday, you want me to do bold or you want to do bold? Uh, nope, you can go ahead and do it. Okay, so look like on Monday, um, of course, it's the same two storylines. Well, not so much this week. It was mostly about... Wyatt and Sally and Flo and Penny and there was a little bit sprinkled in about you know Bill's feelings and things like that but it was predominantly it was the the whole Quinn thing is just about in the rearview mirror so Uh so anyway on Monday um, Wyatt is feeling guilty about asking Sally to move out and then, of course, Flo play, played a devious trick on Sally with that stupid rubber snake. <laughs> oh, my God. I laughed, laughed, laughed. That's an old school trick. You want to see if somebody faking a, a neck injury, a head injury, throw right. something at them and see how they react. If they got a <laughs> leg injury. And she was jumping all over couches and running through the house because she actually thought it was a snake. I don't even think she realized until Flo, at least the character anyway, it seems like the character didn't realize what she was doing until Flo actually pointed out to her, uh, I see you're moving around fine without that walker. And then she tried to get back into character. Mm -hmm. You didn't run around the house, you know, for about five minutes, and now you're trying to go back to to uh, needing your walker. It's it's over with now, Sally. <laughs> exactly. I mean, really, it's it's a wrap. And then she still wanted to come back. I'm a sick woman. Right. Don't you see? I'm sick. And then Flo touched her face and like, dude, you got makeup on. <laughs> Quit playing. This is makeup. I got white makeup on my hand, and blah blah blah. It's just like, oh my god. Yeah, How a... long can this go on? And she kept saying, no, I'm sick, I'm sick, and 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 I gotta use a walker, I can't walk, and Flo was like, girl, stop. Right. Just let it go. Let me ask you this, though. Why is Wyatt so guilt- feeling so guilty about asking her to move out? Especially if she's gonna, in his mind, in his mind, going to a place where she, you know, she can get great palliative care. He feels guilty about it because Sally is making him feel guilty mm-hmm. because he she keeps um, she keeps throwing out the the um, I I need you I need you here with me to to help me get through this car mm-hmm. and so on top of that he still feels feels guilty about the way he treated Sally because mm-hmm. he knows that he was wrong for how he used her when he wasn't overflowed. Yeah, so, that's true. I think that's why um, Sally is able to get away with a lot of the things that she has with him because he feels like he owes her for basically the emotional damage he, he's done to her twice. Uh, you know, again, like I said last week, this is so pathetic. I mean, out of all of you would never, I mean, honestly, yes, have Hope done some things to get with Liam. Steffi has done some things to get with Liam. But to fake a terminal illness yeah. that you're going to die in 30 days just so this dude can let you live back with him and feel some kind of way 
you manipulate his emotions to say, you know what, this is where I need to be, and I'm going to take care of you, and I'll, and then, you know, the whole thing last week about her saying, well, I'll go get treatment if you let me be your girlfriend again, it's like, really? Yeah, yeah, it's like, why, come on, Mm -hmm. after that line, why it should have, it should have clicked in his head, she is using this to make you feel, to make you feel bad. Just, just like um, Flo said, she's emotionally blackmailing you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I so, will save my life if you get back with me. Yeah. That's I, if somebody said that to me, I would um, immediately recommend that they go to therapy. Because if you're living for someone else and not for yourself, then you've got some issues you need to get worked out. Exactly. I mean, and and then the thing is about the whole kiss thing. I mean, dude, the girl tried to kiss you. She clearly knows that you're in a relationship with Flo. Right. But she's sick enough to conjure up a kiss. Oh, come on. I mean, yeah. why it should be like, okay, yeah, you you got you got something going on with you, and it ain't me. Right. <laughs> so. Exactly. Um, and, and I mean, that's basically what Monday's episode was about. The whole thing with. You know, Flo freaking, I mean, yeah, Flo freaking her out with that snake, yeah. fake snake. And then the whole thing with Wyatt feeling guilty. So let's just move on to Tuesday. Um, Quinn was uh, stunned by Wyatt siding with Katie when it came to the situation with Sally mm-hmm. and Flo. And then Flo got the upper hand. So, I mean, honestly, Katie... Oh, my God. She's like, you, because her first response was, until Wyatt explained it, you about to kick her out? Why can't she live with you? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, she's, um, she's a little overboard with this whole situation with Sally. And as, as concerned as she is, then let her move in with you. Yeah. If you don't feel like Sally should be alone, then you let her live at your house and you take care of her. You hire nurses, um, but you know, home health care nurses to come and sit with her and to make sure that she's comfortable. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely <laughs> correct. Build and moved out. So you, you in the house with you and, and, and Will. You got yeah. extra space for her. Give and her how, a room. And how do you not see how unhealthy it is for you? Because she's looking at it from the point of... Um, Sally's love for Wyatt is what's keeping her alive or what's making her strong. And it's like, how do you not see that as an unhealthy thing? Exactly. If that is the only reason why this woman is clinging and holding on to life but over a man that dumped her twice, who she wasn't currently in a relationship uh, with, how do you not see that that's not a healthy situation yep. for her? Yep. It, it, <laughs> so... Like like you said last week, they should have called her family a long time ago. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if you don't want them to know or not. Um, if you're dying, your little sister and your grandmother should know, and they should be here. You can be mad at me later. Yeah, I mean that that whole that's what I'm saying. Bad writing. It, it's not even realistic. It'd be different yeah. if it was like Theo who came to town and he has nobody. Right. She has had family in L.A. Everybody know who her family is. Why not, even if, okay, they're trying to push the whole scam of Sally, they could have easily written in Flo to not even blew her cover with the illness. 
they could have written in flow, like I said, with the flip the script last week or the week before. It's just, I'm going to secretly call her family and bring them into town. Now she got some explaining to do. Yeah. If that, that, that would have been, been, been a much better outcome. And then Flo wouldn't have even had to come out with the fact that I looked at your medical records. Yeah. Because if Flo had to say, you know what, I talked to Wyatt. I was able to get information. I wanted to surprise you. You need your family right now. I brought Coco and your grandmama to town because being that you can't stay here and you want somebody who you love to help you get through this, here's two other people who love you dearly. Exactly. And she would have been looking like hot crap. Yep. She, Sally should have just cut her losses and left LA and not said a word to anybody. <laughs> because here's because the she other thing done. she don't realize here's the thing she don't realize how bad that is because mm-hmm. wait to force to find out that she's been faking oh yeah yep now she'll put her job in jeopardy all your relationships are forced sir your relationship with Wyatt because mm-hmm. Wyatt is going to even want to be her friend after this mm-hmm. I mean if he if he did you the way he did you over the one small mistake of Calling the, him the initial mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, that one, but also the one about um, it was the first the first time they broke up. Um, what was it? Oh, because of Thomas, she didn't wasn't tell it? him. Yeah, because she didn't tell him that Thomas was going to make a move on on hope. Uh, on hope. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's all it took for him to break up with you, those two small things. He is never going to want to see her face again after he finds this out. I mean, and honestly, her being a designer because Forrester has a big name in the fashion industry, once it comes out that she faked this illness, because remember, Ridge is helping her. Whatever designs that she's making, Ridge and Steffi, well, actually Ridge, is actually tweaking her designs to go into the couture line. Which yep. technically she has no merit to even be in that side. Yeah. You know, so she, this thing is going to end horribly. And she's not even thinking about that. And then as for the doctor, hmm, yep. that's License a whole gone. nother story for her. License gone. Fines, imprisonment. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So she basically ruined two lives over a, a man a that doesn't want her. Mm-hmm. One that doesn't want her. <laughs> yep. So that this, uh, yeah. So I mean, out of this mm-hmm. storyline, might be a little more frustrating than the whole Thomas Hope storyline. Yeah, it's just stupid. I mean, and uh, and Quinn is stunned because <laughs> she's looking at Wyatt and Katie like, "Are y'all serious?" Right. She should be stunned because she's like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, that girl needs to be some. If she's dying, she needs to be somewhere where they can give her the medical care and whatever she needs until whatever happens. You know, yeah. and Wyatt and Katie is like, you're going to kick her out the house. It's not kicking her out the house. <laughs> yeah, it's giving her, it's sending her somewhere where people can take care of her the way she needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then here goes Katie. Is this your decision or is this flows? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. So, I mean, that's pretty much what happened on Tuesday. Flo got the upper hand, too. 
with Sally yeah. because she basically told Sally, I know what's going on. I know yeah. you faking. I know all you had was stress. And guess what? You ain't fooling me. And, right. and Flo was like, okay, you know what? All right, let me just let the cat out the bag. Now, I think the cat out the bag came out. No, it came out on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. It, it was. It came out Tuesday. That was when she um, smeared the makeup off her face. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. All so right. Then Wednesday was when the doctor showed up. Right. So, Bill, let's kind of move away from Flo to give us a break from that nonsense. Bill was having a conversation with Wyatt about his feeling. Mm-hmm. Flo and Sally did come up in that, but then there's this other thing that Bill is dealing with with Brooke. And, you know, it's like, dude, why are you in denial? You're not going to kiss nobody just because, oh, well, I really don't want to be with them, but I'm going to kiss them anyway. No. Right. And, exactly. and you still thinking about it. Even Brooke was reminiscing about it. So, I mean, they need to just stop and talking about, oh, it's just a mistake. I, you know, it didn't mean anything. Okay, then why did you do it in the first place? You could have did like Wyatt when Sally tried to kiss him. Backed off. <laughs> Backed off. Exactly. Yep. So they were going, him and Wyatt was going back and forth about that and slow. I mean, uh, Bill was, you know, like, okay, I respect your relationship and Sally should be taken care of, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of zoned out because I'm like, really? Yeah. Did you get anything out of that whole interaction with Bill and Wyatt? Um, no, nothing other than I was, I was kind of surprised how supportive he was mm-hmm. uh, of him wanting to be there for Sally. Um, and then he says because this is uh, of course I'm still not really a Flo fan because of all of the the crap that she did and now they right. tried to turn her into a, a victim or a hero or whatever um he says he says something about how he supports um his relationship with Flo mm-hmm. um and he's he's impressed with how supportive Flo has been and how supportive um he's been towards Sally um, blah 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 but it's like Bill Spencer of all people the man that holds grudges for centuries you're somehow suddenly okay with this woman who kidnapped and sold your grandchild yeah this just doesn't make sense to me and it never will I don't care I don't care if she did give Katie um, now you her- sounding like Brooke <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's because it's his character. Katie, I get. Donna, I get. Bill Spencer, I don't understand. I think it more it's more with him because of his son. And so by Flo giving the opportunity for his son to have his mother while he grows up, because he said that before, you saved her life, and he see, he saw how happy Will was about that. So... I mean, there's a part of him that, you know, of course, he's not happy with what happened with his granddaughter, you know, with Beth. But then the other part is that his son would be at without his mother, without Katie. You know what I mean? So. I guess. <laughs> it was just uncharacteristic to me, in my opinion. Yeah. Because but think, of, think of all of the heartache he gave Sally. And she didn't even do anything that man. 
Mm-hmm. She just occupied a building that he wanted. And he held that grudge for how long with her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even to this day, he, he wasn't really, you know, that much of a fan of hers. He just tolerated her because her and Wyatt were dating. Yeah, I just think that that whole thing, because that's why they, the reason for that whole kidney donation was to redeem that character. That's what that was about, because they wanted another Logan on on canvas. They wanted to bring back a descendant related to Storm to, so that he wouldn't be, you know, be forgotten. So, um, they like, okay, well, we got this character. She just stole a baby. She got all this criminal history. How do we redeem her? And the way to do that is to save the life of one of their own. It's typical story, soap storyline. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people are not happy about that, like you. <laughs> yes, I can't stand it because they use Sally to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they use another one. And, and Sally said this when she was talking to, um, to Flo about when Flo was, you know, like, how could you do this to Wyatt? He cares about you, blah, blah, blah. And Sally was like, I'm tired of losing. I'm I'm tired of getting the short end of the stick. I was happy, um, you know, successful. And then here you come. And Wyatt has broken up with me twice. Um, and I'm tired of losing. Mm-hmm. And they just use another character just like they did with Steffi and Hope. They've used Sally's character, turn her into this woman that has, you know, is faking her death and making what she's doing pretty much unforgivable. Yeah. Just so they can make Flo um, the victim and the, or the heroine or whatever, just so they can lift her character up. Yep. They're doing it again, and I hate it. Yeah, I mean, Sally was one of those strong characters who was like, she was sultry, she's a redhead, she was the spectra um, descendant, the fiery personality, stand on my own type of mentality, and they flipped the script and turned her into, I'm going to do anything and whatever it takes, even if it's illegal to be with this dude. It, it, it's just they broke down her character. Yeah, it's not fair. No, nope. I don't. It's they could have. I feel like they could have figured out another way if they wanted to redeem Flo's character. They should have just left it at her giving, um, Katie that organ. Thing. Yeah, but you know what I think though, Keisha, is that they they ran out of stuff because the Beth is back home. Um. That we got sick and tired of the merry-go-round between Steffi and Hope. Then you had this whole thing with um, Thomas. That's now over. It's like, what do we do next? And so I think there was this grabbing for straws, like, okay, who can we kind of, you know, shake the waters up with? And the first thing they did, we don't want to kind of break up the whole core of the show, which is the Foresters and the Logan. So they mess with Sally. She's the only one on the outside of this looking in. So, I mean, there's no other storyline right now. Right now, for this week, it was all about them. Because at least we had Quinn and Brooke and Shauna and Ridge. They wasn't even on this week. Right. So, yeah, it's it's what type of material that they're going to come up with with this. And right now, that's all they got. And it's unfortunate. Um, 
Also, we saw on Wednesday, besides the Bill and Wyatt conversation, was Flo and Sally's argument when Dr. Penny Escobar came in the door. Because they were arguing back and forth, and, you know, Flo was like, yeah, Penny, I know you in on this. And, you know, she was freaking out. Her face was terrified. (laughs) That girl, whoever played Penny, she definitely knew how to act that position out, because she was scared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she was. Um, I, she she also she also sometimes comes off as a little, a, a bit of an airhead. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, how are you a doctor? <laughs> I feel like they could have made her um, come off a little more intelligent. Well, remember, she said she really don't want to be a doctor. She want to be a designer. I know, but the fact that you got through medical school and have been practicing medicine for however many years, you got to have some kind of intelligence. Bad writing. Yeah. (laughs) It don't even make sense. They could have done a little better making her character seem a little more intelligent than what she is. Yeah. Like, like even the way that they, if this was a scheme that they were going to come up with, I I feel like they should have thought of a more clever way to do it. Right. Not just faking... um, some kind of diagnosis and then this is how it plays out. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is just crazy because it had everybody thinking that Sally was really sick and then they flipped the flipped the switch. Oh no, I'm mm-hmm. just faking and then we have a whole different storyline. I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, mm, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, that was pretty much it when they, you know, Dr. Escobar came in. Um on Thursday they they bounce back to Wyatt and Bill sharing regrets about the pain that they both have caused Sally and Katie. You know, oh, I hurt Katie by what I did, and you know, Wyatt is like, oh, I hate, I hurt Sally by going back with Flo. Okay, yeah, whatever. Um, Sally and Penny, and well, Sally and Flo was still arguing into. You know, Sal, uh, until Penny decided to pick up that, I guess it was a bookend or a candlestick holder, mm-hmm. and bashed Flo upside <laughs> the head and knocked her unconscious. And, you know, Sally's freaking out. Penny's freaking out. My question to you is, and I saw this in the group, a lot of folks are saying that that's Flo's karma for what happened with Beth. Do you feel that way? Uh, I, I don't know if I would say that that's karma. Mm-hmm. What what I do think though is that considering all of the um, criminal activity that Flo was involved in, I felt like she could have been a little more understanding to Sally mm-hmm. and the doctor and said, "Look, I'm not going to tell on you guys. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell why what you guys did. I'm not going to turn you into the cops because she was kind of she was kind of harsh with the doctor. Like you're going to go to jail." And then Wyatt is never going to talk to you again. The foresters are not going to want anything to do with you. And it's like, uh, do you not remember um, six months, a year ago, when you were in the middle of selling a baby? Mm-hmm. I I feel like she should have told her, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn you in. I'm not going to tell Wyatt, but um, you're going to have to figure out a way to get out of this. You're moving out of Wyatt's house. And you're gonna leave us alone because if you don't, then I'm gonna tell on you. Yeah. And just left it at that. Yeah. I felt like she got a little too high and mighty 
at that point, considering the stuff that she has done. And of course, Penny panics. Yep. And she gets bashed in the head, and uh, she's unconscious. The way it happened, though, was crazy because Flo landed on Sally. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, okay, that was pretty funny. You know, um, she's landing yeah. right into Sally. I'm like, okay, how did they manage that one? <laughs> and then they're like, I'm, and I'm like, what are you going to do with a woman that's unconscious? Because, I mean, Penny is like, take her to the hospital. And Sally right. is and like, no, what? you know, stick her in your car and drop off somewhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrible. <laughs> You know, yeah, they're they're a mess. It's a mess. That whole thing is a mess. And then you um, see Wyatt come up to the door, and he drops something, and he picks it up, and then opens up the door and say, "What?" You know, he's like, yeah. "Oh my God, what happened?" Why they dragging her up in the room? So my question is, which we won't see for a while, do you think Wyatt saw the messy room and responded, or he actually saw them dragging her in the bedroom and he responded? I think he saw the messy room. I think so, too. I don't think it's going to be that easy. Yeah, I think um, I think they get her mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the doctor gets her out of the house in time. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to predict that Sally is laying in the middle of the floor to play off why there's a mess. Mm-hmm. Kind of play it off like she fell and knocked all that stuff over, and that's what Wyatt is seeing. Yeah, but you still got Flo in the back room. I mean, unless she wake up with amnesia. There's a back door. That's what they were trying to do. Because remember, she tells she tells the doctor to take her out back, take her out through the back. Yeah, but That's I don't, don't think they was able life. to move that fast. Because look how difficult they made it, where Flo couldn't get past that couch. You know, yeah, so, but you know how you know soaps how are. Yeah, you know they make it look like somebody's about to get caught doing something, but then they magically have. Um, they magically were, were able to get her into the, at least get her into the room and out of Wyatt's view. Mm-hmm. That's before true. Before Wyatt comes through the door, so I think that the doctor was able to to drag her out, maybe through the back door, and get her in her car. Okay, well that's possible. I guess we I will guess. see. Yep. So I mean, on Friday on both shows, just to quickly mention, you know, um, it was a re. Um, it was a actual rerun um, on the Young and Restless, the whole thing with Christine and Paul and the Caribbean honeymoon. And then Phyllis follows them to, uh, the, Caribbe- the, to the Caribbean and play dirty tricks on them. I think that episode was back in the late 90s. It was, it was season 23 or 24. I think it was season 24. So that would have put it somewhere around 1997. So for those long-time watchers, you probably would have enjoyed it. It was funny to see them from back in the day. So I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. And then on Bo, there was a recap of an old episode where they were in Monte Carlo, and it was the Forrester Creations versus Spectra Fashion mm-hmm. showdown on um, Bill's lot and, of course, um, Bill's yacht. And, of course, Bill lied when Spectre won. We all remember that from, yeah. oh, my God, that had to be 2017, maybe, 2016, somewhere like that, um, where it clearly showed um, the votes was uh, showing Spectre as the winner. And then, of course, Bill was like, we won instead. So that whole thing with that lie, it was, it was cute to, re, you know, to see that again. But 
that was definitely it for this point. Um, again, you know, any new episodes probably won't be in a while. You know, they're going to be showing um, for next week a week of, I think, Catherine Chancellor. And then for Bold, it's going to be, I think, Italy or Tuscany or something like that. Whatever happened in there. So we're going to get, you know, um, reruns of specific time periods for next week. So if you want to watch it, enjoy. Otherwise, you know, I guess find something else i'm not sure it's going to be interesting what the soap fans are going to do because there are some folks who do not like watching reruns and that's their choice so um we'll see what's going to happen so quickly what's your flip to scripts for both soaps for this past week um i only have one for young and the restless i couldn't really think of a good one for um for bold and the beautiful um so my flip the script for Young and the Restless is um, going back to Adam and Victor's relationship. Mm-hmm. I want to see, for once, all of Victor's children stand up against him okay. and unite with each other. I would love to see Adam have a good relationship with Nick and Victoria and Abby. Like I, I, I would love to see the writers come up with a way to mend that relationship or at least work on mending the relationship somehow to where every time they're in a scene together it's not this tension or this bitterness with each other mm-hmm. and I would like to see them um, all stand up against Victor and kind of set him straight like look we're not we're not your little um, puppets anymore right. we're not going to bow down to your feet mm-hmm. um, we're done dealing with your game we're all doing our own thing and you no longer have control over our lives anymore. I would love to see that happen. Okay. And then you don't have anything for bold, right? Yeah, I couldn't think of a good one for bold. Most of my flip the scripts that I thought of for, for that was just uh, can we do this instead of what we know is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like with the whole Bill Katie situation, we all know that she's going to eventually forgive Brooke. Yeah, of and, course. And most likely Bill. Yeah, because Donna keeps talking her, talking her into. Well, you guys have a kid together. You you should have your family. Mm-hmm. Donna, be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Why are you encouraging your sister to go back to a man that has constantly disappointed her with her own sister? Mm-hmm. So, um, my flip to script would be to get back if Adam was to get back at both Victoria and Victor for all of this nonsense. Take some of those, leak out an email or something about what had happened to some of the shareholders, some of the investors of Newman. Bring them over to start a whole new separate company, which would now have him in competition with Victoria. We can, because the best way when to the best way to get back at people like that is not through emotions and games; it's through hitting them in the pocket. And so yes. if you break into Newman's infrastructure and weaken them, that's what's going to probably hurt Victoria and Victor the most. He don't care about the fact that you're mad at him. He just don't care right. about that. So use that Harvard business degree that Nick, that um, Adam has to actually 
you know, reroute this. You know what? I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you. I'm just going to do my own thing. I don't want to have to take Nick's company. I'm going to start my own. I don't know. We already have, because Dark Horse was a real estate company. And then Newman has multiple acquisitions and things like that. Jabot has cosmetics, cosmetics, and Chancellor, I think, does pretty much like Newman does. It has a bunch of acquisitions. Something new, something fresh, maybe healthcare-wise. I don't know. I mean, but Devon and Elena got that on lock. So fashion, fashion, Chelsea. yeah. I mean, team up, get some sponsors with Force to do a crossover, and had them looking crazy. I want him away from Newman. I really do. Um, with Bold, it's probably something that I said before and I said earlier. They need to sneak Sally's people in town. Sneak the family in town and throw it as a shocker. Because, I mean, she can lie and manipulate emotions of... Uh, maybe she might even manipulate her grandmama, like I think you said a couple weeks ago. But I, Coco ain't going for that. Yeah. Yeah, Coco would not accept that. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. So, anywho, it was a great show. I know we had a few technical difficulties, and we so deeply apologize for that. Yeah. But we still got the show in. We still are going to do um, a podcast um, over the next coming weeks until production restarts. We're going to have some fun stuff. We we got some stuff in the works and plans so we can keep the content going for you guys. Please feel free to leave any comments, likes, share the podcast to other folks who need some soap, um, some soap content. And, you know, come over and, and enjoy what we have to talk about along with everybody else. Um, again, I want to thank my co-host for being such a gracious co-host today with everything we had going on um, and running the show earlier. And then I also want to thank our listeners here in the United States, our Canadian listeners, our Ireland listeners and our Australian uh, listeners. Cause I know you guys are behind. So I, maybe these things are kind of bit of a spoiler for you guys. Cause I know Australia, I think, is ooh, maybe a week or two episodes behind. I know Australia has always been behind us. And, of course, Canada is always a day ahead of us. So whatever and wherever you are, we, we appreciate you coming to join in and listen to our show. Um, did you have any other last um, thoughts to everybody? Um, I mean, other than uh, we hope to come up with some good material to keep the podcast going until the soaps come back on mm-hmm. and we will try i mean even if yeah. we want to chat about some of what we thought was funny with what happened in the older episodes we can do that too because there is a recap for even some of those things even though they're repeat we will throw some of those things in if you wanted to find you know find something funny that you might have saw and some some fun other things that we want to do as well so just keep yeah, listening. If, Go ahead. I was just going to say, and if they want to, if there's some ideas that they have, um, because they can send messages, right? Correct. So if there's stuff that you guys want us to talk about, let us know. Let us know. Absolutely. And then you guys stay safe out there. Again, you know, look out for everyone. Be careful. 
um, right now everybody's still in quarantine, so stay put, you know, and, you know, follow and just stay healthy and be safe, you know. So if if you don't have anything else, I appreciate you, girly. Once again, another great week. Yes. And we will talk to you guys ne- next week. Have a great Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.